0: Yo, what is eee. going on?
1: Yes, oh well, yes. back.
0: We're back with another episode of Make It Make Sense with myself Phil.
1: And me, Stacy. And your man, player Mr. Data ah, ha, GD. Ha. Ah, ha, ha.
0: You did not say <laughs> the catchphrase.
1: I know. I, I feel like I want to vary myself saying it because I want to say it every time because then it gets watered down. Like, you know when the catchphrase is like, you know, like,
0: dynamite.
1: It's like, uh, or did I do that? It's like you don't hear that in every episode, but I you want hear it. to hear some episodes. You know what I mean? Or, hold, oh, oh, Roger. It. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not get, sure about because- how many catchphrases I know.
0: Although, considering how infrequently we post <laughs> might be alright to <laughs> just hear it again, but okay. Well, right.
1: well, well, well in that case, it is a pleasure to be in your...
2: Woo. Oh, that,
1: no, that made me, that, that made me sad that it's time,
2: amazing. I don't know why. It's amazing. Why did it make it sad, Stacy? I, mean, I don't you- know. I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I actually don't know. Is it that David? You need a woman because whoa, it's not everyone whoa, that must hear you not speak not like, this.
0: like this. Wow.
2: Throwing
1: these things out there, okay? I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Focus and focus <laughs> our careers and ourselves <laughs> and and love
2: ourselves. Okay, you right, you right, you right, David. Do you? Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Intro song, anybody? Intro
1: Yeah, yeah. Go you. for it. Let's
0: go. Let's go. Let's go.
1: All right. So the rules of engagement are that we do a song or the tune of a song using only the words make it make it make sense. Sorry. And it's up to the other people not singing to kind of guess what song it is. And it's my time to go. So I'm just going to give it a go. And let's go. All right. <clears throat> make Mickey make it make sense. Maggie, Maggie, make it make sense, make it make it make sense, make it make sense, make it make sense. Yeah.
0: Make it, make it make sense. yeah. It's Afrobeats,
2: I don't know this. Yeah, yeah. I, Mickey I, Mickey don't Mickey a... I don't know the name of it. Is it Burnie Boy? sense.
0: Is it anybody?
1: boys? <clears> Boy? <laughs> I did Afrobeats because I knew Philip would fail! <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow.
2: It's Georgia Smith. I know, I know the song, but I, I did not know <laughs> I'll
1: do it one more time. Clock it, okay?
2: Make it, it, make, it make, sense. make
1: it, make sense. Make it, make it, make sense. Make it, make it, make it, make
2: sense. Make it, make it, make sense. Guys, can I have a? Can I just make a confession real quickly? Hey, I was just about to type on Google, make mm-hmm. it, make it, make sense. Just go oh
0: like, so,
2: to the beat. No like, way. Trying to I'll
0: find something. You are friends. Frazz- <laughs> oh my days. Literally. It's been a long day, Stacey, isn't it? I'm
2: the longest. the longest.
0: Yeah, David, we don't know. So we all failed. We all failed then. It's your fault.
1: If you want to make a ginger, give me the coconut. coconut. That's the Boy. the Boy and Whisked. Come on. the two. So, so I was
2: half right.
1: Ever. Well, but you didn't get the song, so I don't think that's a half.
2: Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, is that you? Is that you? Okay, okay, bruh, cool, cool, cool. Bruh, Stacey, mm-hmm. I ain't even trying to do you like that. No, Why? because you always, you guys always do me, but it's underhanded, isn't it? So you I'm think no one's going to notice.
1: First of all, wait, hold on. I
0: ain't trying to be dead. I'm not trying to be dead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> undo, undo. <laughs> undo. Backspace. Backspace. <laughs>
2: <gasps> guys, ooh, can I just say something before we actually get into today's topic, which I am uh, very excited for? Mm-hmm. Did you guys watch the Fresh Prince reunion? Yeah,
0: yeah, I did still. Oh yeah. My oh, gosh. I cried tears. It was I cried tears. Wow. Tears for
2: that. Honestly, honestly, I watched it um, two days ago and it made me so happy. Like, my heart was just warmed by everything I saw. What do you guys think? I know you said you loved it, but you want to go into just a little bit of detail before we start, please?
1: please
0: yeah phil go ahead uh it it was it was good like it was good to see everyone um but i felt like that energy had been around and in the air for a while so it didn't feel like something obviously there was a trailer and everything so I'm not, it's not like it caught me by surprise it's impossible to do so but it didn't feel like something i wasn't prepared for okay if that makes sense
2: mm-hmm. um
0: yeah. but one thing i did um note was that alfonso ribeiro Disappeared when Janet Hubert was on stage. The men are still beefing.
1: I speculating about that, but to be honest, I don't listen to the tabloids. I only listened it straight out of the horse's mouth. And the horse I've
0: heard him about speak it. about her. i heard him speak about like obviously this was years ago when yeah when was we're talking of... about
1: since though so but
0: it's, yeah but I mean it seems like obviously something hasn't healed.
1: Well, we will never know because the horse hasn't spoken.
0: Damn, you're really no, right wait which the one's
2: right? the horse?
0: Alfonso Ribeiro.
2: Okay,
0: <laughs> you can
1: never call a black woman a horse. Come
2: on, we like that. We, like or we that. can call a black man
0: a horse, fair. yes, we
1: can because no, he's fair
0: Nigga, You're sick, <laughs> <He's a star. laughs> <laughs> pick me, pick me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> David, it. your answer, please. I, I absolutely loved it. I cried tears. The um, the uh, ode to the James Avery. Avery. Oh, my yeah, God. and then the reconciliation of Janet Huber.
0: Just, like they met each other for the first time, both having vivs. That was crazy. Yeah,
1: man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just all of it, and then Nikki coming in. Because in the back of my head, I was thinking, I really. Hope I yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That was
1: so cool. That was Not, lovely. Like, just jumped in and like, uh, that was so good. So good, man. good
0: vibes, man. good. The recreation of the set was nice as well. Yeah, nice. Man.
1: Yeah, and really I loved seeing the behind the scenes so much. I, I honestly wish there was more behind the scenes of, like, table reads and rehearsals and show they, like, Yeah, that was my favourite part. Living that time to yeah. be on stage with them and be in the scene and lips Tatiana Ali. Just all of it. <laughs> Just all of it. You know? Mm-hmm. Or Karen Parsons. I'm not partial. <laughs> I hear that. Love that. that. love that, love that, love <laughs> that. How about you, Stacey? Talk about it.
2: Love I love I enjoyed it. It's so weird how when they were watching it they felt so uncomfortable and they thought it was so bad and I was like Are you, that was so good. Like don't do that. Don't do that. It was so lovely seeing them like at the start of their career and like just how talented they were even at the start. Like amazing. I loved it so much. All of it. All of it. Yeah. So yeah I just wanted to get that out of the way guys. We can go straight into it if you'd like.
1: Well, that was very important for us to actually cover because the Fresh Prince is the life-defining thing for me. Anyways, now we are going into today's topic and we're kind of following on from our last episode, where in which we explored diversity within commercials and the controversies surrounding the Tesco and Sainsbury's commercials that aired recently. We looked at how there is backlash whenever Black families are shown on screen and are not seen as a normal thing and today we are going to go further in this exploration looking at diversity versus tokenism specifically in comedy shows.
0: Now um, um, one sec David Crappen bro and I need to add something in there. Give it Is to it, You see what I did there? No okay. I was I am sorry man. You man whore I'm, I'm, man
1: sorry, man.
0: Sorry, I'm sorry. Um I, I wanted to add a comment from one of our listeners, one of um, our favorite listeners, Iolu. She has her own podcast. Shout oh my out to Ayolu. God, I love her
1: so much. She's my everything.
2: Okay. She's is my everything. Don't make me fight on everything. I hear that.
0: Her, her voice sounds like warm butter. But um, the warmest. <laughs> but, um But she she made a point which I actually I actually hear like obviously at the time we were speaking about, or well, I was given an example of a reason um, that white people have when they feel hard done by it or whatever when they see these, or the reasons why they may complain. Um, but she disputed this reason, logically, which is obviously not the tool of every person in the human world, unfortunately. That's the, that's the <laughs> nicest way to say it. But I actually made she made a very good point. I'll just read it out now. So, laughing emoji, laughing emoji. I'm, pra- I'm paraphrasing, but I didn't agree with the idea of us understanding where white people come from in feeling like they have something taken away from them when they see black people in ads. I think issues of racism and classism should be separated. Very good point. She goes on to say, so for example, white, poor, slash underprivileged people tend to bring up their struggles when black people raise issues of racism, slash discrimination, slash lack of opportunities. Other minorities, so other minority races do it too. I feel white people as a whole tend to feel entitled and when they see um, possibilities of their entitlement being taken away, they get angry. So we we, we spoke uh, a bit further, just a little bit further on from there. But yeah, she made a she made a very good point, which is something that um, obviously I wish we would have said on the podcast last week because um, I actually agree with. her, Like, some of their anger is therefore entitlement. I feel like, um, and, and it's going to sound like I'm apologising for them again. I feel like a lot of anger is entitlement, but in this particular circumstance, I definitely see that yeah there's this the, the anger that white people feel in this sense is entitlement and that can't be compared so directly with the anger that black people might feel um in, in terms of in terms of ads and stuff like that or ads being taken down because there's no entitlement there's no there's no like there's nothing to gain from being angry here if that makes sense so um i i hear it i hear it i only really made some very good points what do you guys think
2: I think she did. I think I totally agree with her as well. And thank you for sharing that, Ayalu.
0: Beautiful! Amazing. I concur. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> thank you for that, Annie Now it's very true. We're going to get into it deeper today. So my first question to the floor is, what do we understand to be tokenism?
0: Tokenism. Stacy. Stacey? Stacey?
2: Um, okay. I went to do a couple of actual like online definitions. I still don't think they're very much like clear for me personally, mm. but one of them said tokenism could, um, could the role of the minority character be okay. Tokenism in film. And television programs, anyway, um, could be where the role of the minority character can be easily played by a white char- by a white actor, but they just um, throw the um, the black actor in there to make people happy, basically, and to fill a quota. Um, it also says the policy or practice of only making a symbolic effort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, though, yeah, that's what I have so far. What about you guys?
0: I hear this I hear the second one more than I hear the first one. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: to if the first one were to be true, that means we would inherently be stating that black people and white people will have to be different. Mm-hmm. Like it has nothing to do with um or or minorities per se. It has nothing to do with like where you grew up or how you grew up or your environment. That they are definitely different. And I feel like that would be that would be uh, i don't think that's right i don't think that's right um so because i don't think that's right I, I can't i can't agree with the idea that the role could easily be played by a white person so they but they put a black person just for the sake of um well quote unquote diversity but it ends up being tokenism so i, I understand that the latter of that statement can be true the fact that they just add someone in there but the whole point that they can be played by a white person seems a bit weird. It seems like you're agreeing with the idea that black people and white people have to be different just on the base of their skin color. Okay. Okay. I hear
2: that, I hear that, I hear that, I
1: hear that. I'm with that completely, but Phil, what do you understand by tokenism in your, your view?
0: So, in a world where everything means everything and everything can be what it wants to be, tokenism is extremely arbitrary unfortunately so like i think i agree more with the with with, um stacy's um second definition stacy could you read it out again please
2: yes the policy or practice of only making a symbolic effort
0: yeah so when when the efforts for yeah when the efforts are extremely symbolic or like it's so minor. It's so minuscule. It's like, man, you guys aren't even trying. It's like you guys, It's an afterthought almost. Um, then yeah, that's what that's what I that's what I see um, with tokenism. Tokenism to me never seems like a positive thing. It always seems like a. I'm just trying to either tick a box or please people. And don't get me wrong. I understand. I'm, I'm wise enough in the film industry to know that sometimes you just you, you have to do that. Sometimes like you 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 may not want to have a rapper as your as your leading um leading role but sometimes you might have to because sometimes it's about selling a film it's not always about just telling the story you want to tell sometimes you have to sell a film and the film has to do well so sometimes you gotta think about those things and if you're living in a world where you get backlash if you're not being diverse enough i can understand um token gestures but for me they just they never seem like a positive thing for people it just seems like a capitalism and a commercial thing Mm, mm,
1: mm. thanks and yeah just just to add on like i feel like tokenism can also look like when the character is overly done so i know you were saying like it's underdone and just like seems like there you go just have this little bit but sometimes when like that one character is just overdone so that they're like ticking everything like they have the african accent and they're gay and they're the same like just all these things and it's like every every part of the story including them is about their otherness i feel like that is
0: also a very good way to put it that's a very good way to put it Hmm.
1: no thank you phil uh thank you i I thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's how i see but now let's go into diversity what do we understand to be diversity
2: see this one was a bit more harder for me to find a definition on because for me it was a lot of like not broad definition it was like empowering okay i have one that says um it's about empowering people by respecting and appreciating what makes them different in terms of age gender ethnicity religion disability sexual orientation education and national origin and then i'm like okay like I, d- I didn't really feel like much of like an explanation i'm just like okay it's okay that's what i got from diversity what about you guys yeah.
0: diversity is a tough one because it's so it's it's, it's a it's almost a catch word like you just want to use that word and the word is used so much, especially over like the last or uh, last few years, like diversity this, diversity that, diversity training, do, 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 do. Uh, diversity training in the office, one of the funnest episodes ever, just had to put, I had to put that out there. Um, but yeah, it's it's a weird one, because when you think about the, the, the definitions and everything, you can easily see how diversity can easily become tokenism, because it is about like representi- representing a lot of different um like races, ethnicities, um, sexual orientations, and everything—it's about represent representing a lot. Um, it's about having a, a broader scope instead of narrowing everything down to one specific type of niche. Um, and and inherently, you do that when you have a token character. Unfortunately, if you have a token character, immediately you're 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 being diverse. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's a tough one. I don't think you're ever going to find a definition that will take its meaning away from tokenism, but. Yeah,
1: and I think that brings brings it well into the next question of where do the two cross and or exchange in terms of tokenism and diversity. As you're saying, like the 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 line does seem to be quite blurred, and uh, like I know I've seen a lot of complaints over the years of like a show trying to be more diverse and then people coming at for being tokenism instead of diversity. And it's like, do we? Do we take time to appreciate the effort or are we always going to egg on for what we believe diversity looks like what does that actually look like it sounds like it's hard to really say you know it's hard to really say
0: it seems like tokenism and like i said before and maybe just be it may just be like how i relate to the word but it seems like tokenism has negative outcomes but diversity tends to have positive outcomes the two can eventually either cross over or switch places but i don't but it's it's weird i feel like it could either be one or the other it can only be one or the other at one time but it's so close to being one or the other that it can literally be one or the other at any time if that makes sense like when i think about a token character the most token character ever is raj from big band theory and the reason why i say that is because the reason why i say that is because every single scene every gag every episode is about how he's different how he's um not one of he's not normal um like even even when it, it got like eight seasons six seasons, or seven or eight seasons deep it's like if he's if he's, he's he's on par with everyone intellectually and socially but then they just have to make him like lose at other things like I remember watching the i was watching the finale like i was watching it all the way to the end because i wanted to see if they made if they did some justice to raj and they just didn't like everyone got married and he just didn't and he was just the weird i don't say he's weird but like he's weird like <laughs> everything about raj is a joke about his accent where he's from and everything so for me that's tokenism but it's not tokenism to the point where it's like i i believe that this thing can exist so I don't think it's a, it's just a business move. I don't think it's a commercial move to just put Raj, and Indian, in a space with like a majority white cast. In fact, all white cast besides Raj. Like I don't think it's a just a commercial move because I think I feel like I've seen that before. Like obviously being in the UK is completely different, but I've seen majority white people and then there's just one Asian person with them, and it seems like that's not alien to see. So, because it's not alien to see, it's like, to call it tokenism doesn't make it far-fetched that it can happen in real life, if that makes sense. But, yeah, it's a a tough one. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think, it, especially in, like film and tv it is really it is really techy because even as you're speaking and you were like it is it isn't foreign to see a group of white people in a workspace or in any space and then you see like one person of color with them or someone of a different ethnicity with them like it isn't but also it just makes me question like I don't like that but it's not for me not to like per se se, because it is what it is like maybe he just happens to get along with these people more than people that probably look more like him who am I to say all of that but some there's something that makes me a bit uncomfortable when I see that this is real but also when I see that this is what they're showing on tv I'm like are you guys just perpetuating this narrative like are you like Are you giving it the thumbs up? Like, this is the narrative that it actually should be. And that's something that makes me uncomfortable as well when I see like a whole load of white people on my screen and then you throw a black character in there just randomly for what? Yeah. Like, it's really, and sometimes it's not random, but a lot of the times it feels random if I just see one black person in there. A lot of the times for me, it does feel very random that you're just trying to do this as a symbolic effort. But yeah.
1: it's obviously a lot to think but I think this is this is just one of those topics that's really hard but um a couple of thoughts on tokenism and diversity I remember we were speaking about before in the group chat and like I did some watching of some other people talking about it as well and they said similar things so I'm just going to share the thoughts now uh the first thought is that the key difference between tokenism and diversity is the intent um the issue with that however is that it's it's hard to just assume someone's intent all the time, right? And we live in a culture where cancel culture, it, uh, people are quick to, or appear to be quick to assume what someone meant by something and, you know, reading things one way and then the company has to make a statement about what their actual intent was, but then no one trusts it and they say, oh, they're just saying this to say it. And then um, the other thought was that um, diversity should be seen as a prolonged effort as in it it's not just something you see in one episode it's something you see throughout the entire show whether that's adding more diverse Ooh. characters or exploring more diverse storylines within the within the show that they've created it's not just this is Ooh. our diverse episode but actually this is a diverse show so now we're going to get into a couple case studies looking at might be diverse so people let us jump into these case studies and first we'll be coming to queen stancy please tell the group what show are we looking at today
2: so basically yeah i started off watching um happy endings um, my show of shows, if you guys haven't watched it, check it out. I think it's really great. I have said to countless people and to anyone that will listen to me that David and Phil they claim to be people who understand comedy, but the things they like aren't necessarily funny. There's like one or two things that'll be okay, okay, you guys are right, it's funny, but a lot of the things they like that they claim to be like, you know, comedic genius is just a mess. But we were so
0: uncalled for. <laughs>
1: like our, our whole careers feel our entire careers. you
0: know like that bro <laughs> just everything go we're on. trying man dang <laughs> no, oh. i'm
2: sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm
0: sorry i'm sorry. oh my days oh, oh gosh
2: you're right you're right you're right you're right um i'm not yet gonna take everything i've said back because i need to figure out what i need to take back and what i don't but they're great guys they're great writers i think you guys write better comedy than you like pinpoint what shows up on you, or like you pinpoint to me what's comedy on my screen you write better than you show me so that's better right yeah better right i'll take it yeah
1: yeah
2: <laughs> So yeah, I started watching Happy Endings and um, there was, yeah, it's a cast of six six people um, going about their lives and there's only one black character out of the six. There's one black character, there's one gay character, there's one Jewish character. So for me, there's a lot of tokens in there. They were just throwing all of these checklist things in there. Um, But there was something that didn't inspire me to want to like talk more about like the tokenism or diversity in the show like I wasn't necessarily offended by what I was watching because I genuinely like what like the content that they were giving me like I genuinely am entertained by what they're doing so I don't think like it really inspired me to really want to like write anything more so um I decided to look at Clueless and um looked at the movie clueless and saw of course we all know there's only well there's not only one black character but one of the supporting characters but he's the supporting yeah all the supporting characters are people of color like who's the main characters for us to think I'm trying to think the main characters. And uh, yeah, the main ones are white. I don't think Stacey Dash was the main character. Was she the main character? Would you guys say she was a main character? I thought that yes. she was supporting. Yes. You would say she's she a main was, character. Yeah, I absolutely.
0: No, nah, she is man.
2: I, supporting. I that's thought that's she was all supporting. everyone
0: knows her for. She ain't, she never did anything else but that.
2: But that's was the it, thing. I like, didn't funny, it, it might be what they know her for, but I, I genuinely didn't think she was like um yeah, that main. Like, and I think maybe like she's known for it because at the time as well to see a black woman or black girl she's a woman but she was playing a girl to see a black girl in like a position of esteem or she had like some money and luxury in the position of luxury like it was something that we were all happy to see at the time and the movie's not a bad movie either so it was nice to see that but in terms it did feel a bit like tokenism there I can't lie it did it did because i think you know what it is i feel like i would probably feel like it was tokenism in majority of the things that we're all going to talk about unless like half the cast was people from different ethnicities like if it's not half the cast everything that they do even though they did try to be inclusive as well like her boyfriend was black, which was nice to see because but in back in the day, like people would have been probably angry to see her with a white guy. And I like black love, so that's always lovely to see on my screen. I love that they they did that, even though they had silly arguments. But they were teenagers as well, which was justifiable. So like all the stories make sense. It makes sense. They didn't really focus on her blackness, they didn't really focus on her any experiences that were specifically black, in my opinion. I'm trying to think. But no, I didn't really see any of that. Um, Yeah, I didn't really see any of that, but yeah, that's my case study guys, Um, yeah. And my opinion is um, like, if majority majority or like half, at least half the cast isn't people of minority, then it's it's, it's not diversity to me. Stacey,
1: thank you for sharing, that was wonderful. We're now going to go into our second case study, and this shall be by David Ajayi, Mr. GDR. David, your thoughts? Thank you, David. Um ah! I, I've i been watching a sitcom called Superstore. Uh, Phil was like, he, he made sure that I watched it. He's whooping right now, because he's been trying to get me to watch it for a minute, and I've been slacking. But now I'm on season five. Nice! yeah i can't lie phil i accidentally read ahead as you told me not to do and now i don't, like, I don't
0: want to show anymore
1: but let's not get into that
0: damn bro it's,
1: it's, it's, listen i was trying to research for this and then obviously like man oh I yeah fair enough. On why did you
0: why did you My choose YouTube? Superstore?
1: because it's i was watching it and it just felt relevant
0: fair enough My you should have gone the easy way out and brooklyn uh, <laughs> right, <I don't>
1: <laughs> you do brooklyn
0: know. Right. <laughs> cool
1: well no harm no foul. Anyways, my verdict from Superstore, I believe that it is a diverse show. Let's talk about it. Superstore is a sitcom on NBC starring America Ferrera. I ain't saying that right, is it? Ferrera. Ferrera, there we go. America Ferrera and a bunch of other people. Now, the core cool cast, uh, America Ferrera, she plays the lead. She plays the lead. Um, and she is obviously of a hispanic latin origin so first up, first check latin woman lead we love to see it now i just want to caveat that even going through this going through the cast and the characters and like ticking boxes and saying yep yeah, latin woman tick that sounds like tokenism but i i assure you that the way that this show is done it feels right and I'm gonna we'll get to it but anyway cool cut so we've got the Latin woman as the lead then we've got the Jewish brother as the romantic interest will they won't they then we got my brother Garrett who is black and in a wheelchair then we got my like Mateo who is Asian and gay then we got Dina who's white and Greg who's white and some other white people uh what I will say what I will say
0: you've got Cheyenne
1: yeah Cheyenne who's Asian yep thank you for reminding me Cheyenne no sis mm-hmm. uh what i will say is that when it comes to a lot of these shows even brooklyn 99 other shows that i could have looked at they 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 they, they sound great but then you ask the important question of where is the black woman where where are the black women let's be grammatically correct for this because this is an important question big okay. question big question now in superstore they do have a black woman who's like a recurring character she comes on she complains about her kids and jenny doesn't have enough money and she sounds pretty much
2: uh <laughs> was out here just shouting
0: <laughs> i i i watched this show bro this is one of my favorite shows <laughs> i can't <laughs> I lie she's told me, told
1: me. <laughs> but like <laughs> jenny but yeah but she is a black character she's represented in a couple episodes she has lines she has dialogue. she can speak but that's never here nor far i i i put to you members of the jury that this show is <laughs> like this because they have all these characters coming together but what's really at the heart of this show is truth every character feels real you believe them Garrett is a black brother in a wheelchair but that is not his narrative that's not like the B story isn't how Garrett's going to navigate this thing because he's in the wheelchair or Garrett's backstory of how he got in the wheelchair. The B story isn't how he's so black, 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 black all the time. That comes up sometimes. Cool, we need to see that on screen. Cool. But really, these are characters that you can just watch them be funny. And that's what I want in the sitcom. I want people to just be truthfully funny. And that's what they give me in this show. They got the as i said they got representation and the leads and supporting and recurrence and all of that they could definitely afford to bring in more black women that's when we say that diversity is an ongoing process so i would love for them to introduce a black woman into the main cast eventually who knows if they'll do that they have room to now apparently but anyways um i conclude i conclude let me not go on for too long i conclude that i feel that the, the the heart of superstore is very much diverse in nature they they don't make you feel like things are token and they even played with tokenism in the halloween episode what an
0: episode that was that whole episode was flipping sick the thing th- is yeah i've always wanted to tell you about how you know like Ooh. how every show has their thing like with Parks and recreations it was the it was the town hall meetings and everything yeah yeah, yeah. um with the office it's the conference call meetings mm-hmm. the break room scenes in superstore oh, are yeah. so good yeah, they're, so they're good. written so well oh my that halloween episode is amazing but sorry yeah. Yeah, go on go on
1: no thank you phil i mean you've had to out, but for those of you who don't know basically the halloween episode there's a competition to have the best costume so um amy's character decides to make people feel guilty about cultural appropriation so they take off their costumes so that she can win um because she wants whatever the
0: prize is. She was now, pregnant at the time, I think it was like a, a day, yeah, day of work with pay.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um now it, it it became this whole thing of like, is this crossing the line? Is dressing up as Mario crossing the line for making fun of Italians is um wearing a Jamaican hat with dreadlocks that crossing the line for Jamaicans and all of that stuff. And then it came to the actual showcase of the costume, like showing them off. And they spent, (laughs) each person spent that time explaining like the cultural truths of whoever they seem to be (laughs) spending at the time. So they actually like, it's just, it was such a genius way to poke fun at cultural appropriation and actually educate on Whatever culture they seem to be appropriating at the time, and political
0: correctness as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of that, all of that. Superstar recommends diverse. I'm done talking because I've been talking for time. Let's go on to Phil for the final case study, please.
0: Okay, so my 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 okay. My one is New Girl, right? And I'll start with I'll start with the conclusion. Oh, my 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 um result is that it borderlines i think it's diversity but it is so close to tokenism like so close to, to tokenism i feel like the only reason why it's close to tokenism is because if you compare it to superstore or brooklyn 99 they in they not only cast diverse but they integrate diverse stories so and the stories are not like just side stories like there was a whole ep- there was a whole episode in superstore where um Glenn, the manager of a White Man, um, he wanted to. Oh, th- by the way, that's religious um diversity as well, because he's a Christian. Um, yeah. but yeah, Glenn, Glenn wanted um Amy to sell Salsa in the store. Um, and she didn't want to do it. And then there was a whole episode about how she's not Latina enough and everything, and she and she feels to be she, she's made to feel a lot less of her race because she's not that in touch with it. Um and then obviously there's an episode where she starts dating a, a guy that speaks Spanish and she can't keep up. Or um, everything with Mateo and um, Jeff, where um, like that that ongoing story, and that's that's a um, they're they're two gay guys, um, and they they start dating. Um, spoiler alert: it's not that deep. Anyway, it's last like a couple seasons, but um, yeah, they, they they integrate they integrate well in terms of the storylines of diverse storylines. New Girl doesn't do that per se, but I feel like what makes New Girl diverse instead of token is because it doesn't feel absurd for this situation to exist and i say that because um yeah you know like when 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 you watch the whole show um you can see that okay cool i can see how these guys became friends so for anyone who doesn't know new girl it's about um a lady that finds an apartment on on craigslist and she moves into an apartment with um So Jess moves into the apartment with Nick, Schmidt and Coach, also known as Ernie. And that was for the pilot. After the pilot, they did not recast Coach. (laughs) I just want to make that clear. They did not recast Coach, but Coach had to go. So Ernie had to go because he was going to risk his career by being on Happy Endings. So Damon Damon Wayans Jr. um, went to go and be on Happy Endings. It was a bigger role for him, better pay. It's understandable, so he left. Now, they replaced him with Winston. Winston is... They didn't necessarily replace him with Winston, but in terms of the dynamic of the cast, especially if you compare the first two episodes, you can say that, yes, it's tokenism because they replaced him with Winston. And I say that um, because, obviously, it's a different guy. they got a different storyline. Winston was away in Latvia playing basketball. Then he came back. um, Just just so happens in time for when Coach... We don't know the exact timeline between Coach leaving and Winston arriving. Like he came back and then he moves into the apartment and the reason why i say it's tokenism for the first few episodes is because they play the same comedic role now when you think about a comedy every single character has their idiosyncrasies but they also have a role to serve the genre right if that makes sense i'm making i right? make sense i'm sense right
1: yeah
0: yeah
2: great. you make it sense you make it sense
0: so both coach and winston and even what's it called um Cece, in the first few um season no first season or so actually maybe like four four or five episodes they all played the same um function in terms of comedy and that's the straight man everyone every other character the white characters nick schmidt and and jess they were all quirky funny like very silly characters the other three they kind of shut down the jokes you know they 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 had the one liners you know you know the, the the typical straight man role um, and and that role, don't get me wrong, is pivotal in a comedy. It's very necessary. It's so necessary. But all the di- all the minority characters played the same role, basically. And then it slowly started to it started to like change a little bit and become a bit more like these characters started to have their own flair. Like Winston became a bit more um, funny with like in times where he's like looking for a job or when he gets Ferguson the cat. And everything like it, it, everything becomes a bit more funny obviously coach had left cc has her love um storyline everything and the back and forth with schmidt so like every everyone starts to become a bit more silly but then the the role of the straight man then goes to whoever is the least silly which for first for the first few seasons was still winston until <laughs> until coach comes back halfway through season three and for the rest of season four um he comes back um, and he resumes his role as the least silly, but the straight man. And Winston becomes a bit more silly. Like Winston starts to sing more. He starts to, he starts to, he obviously playing around with his cat, talking to his cat all the time and stuff like that. He becomes a bit more silly. So Winston, by season three, is almost completely different to the personality of Winston from the, the second episode. Um, wait, I have more notes here yeah so like yeah they, they all basically eventually at some point played the um the, the role of the straight man uh later seasons Winston comes a bit more silly coach was the least silly um so he was basically the closest thing that he had to a straight man um i guess it was diversity because they both existed in the same space for like one and a half seasons and when i say they i mean Winston and coach so they were both there at the same time and it's kind of loose to what David said earlier where diversity is a progression, like it's a continuous effort to be more diverse. Um, so it's not like when 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 coach comes back, Winston goes suddenly. Do you know what I mean? It was it was never like that. They existed in the same space, everyone had the same. It's like any, anyone's story could have been anyone's story, basically. They never really delved into the blackness or of of of, of coach and Winston, besides one episode, which is amazing, where Schmidt basically um he asked nick and jess like do you think winston's being his blackest self because he doesn't hang around with more black people so schmidt tries to make him hang around with more black people i guess that episode feels a bit quite a bit tokeny but it's more like schmidt is playing the role of people who do tokenism if that makes sense because he takes him to like a, a low income area where there's like he tries to buy drugs because it was, it was kind of winston's fault because Winston kind of egged him on as a joke in it but um there was that, and then obviously Cece's um ethnicity is is mentioned quite a bit, like she almost has a she has a wedding. You see her um her her culture and heritage and everything. It's mentioned quite a bit. Um but I, I never feel at one point, and I will say I've watched this show many times. I never feel at one point that this is impossible for this to happen in terms of these these people to know each other and exist in the same space. You never feel that at, at any point that it's impossible. And especially because they do so well to explain how and why everyone knows each other like um nick and winston grew up together from primary from elementary school Um, and then coach was schmidt's trainer when coach was fat and then i mean when schmidt was fat and he he slimmed down because of coach so we don't know how they met met but we know that it was through some sort of relationship so i i liken that to the equivalence of like when i grew up i had i had a few white friends um and if i were to meet them now and we hear it off and we moved into an apartment together that would basically be new girl or if um i met someone on a film set a white guy on a film set we hear off um and eventually moved in together that would that would be new girl basically so i never in my opinion you never feel like it's absurd but i guess it can count as tokenism because for the most part they don't necessarily delve into of these characters but then in my opinion they don't that with all the other characters so for me it's like they're all treated equally so that's why i would want to see it as diverse but if we call superstore diverse it will be hard to call um new girl diverse for the same reasons or for different reasons sorry because they, they're very different in the way that they explore diversity if that makes sense but i feel like maybe it's possible for them both to be diverse who knows but yeah i feel like tokenism you know when you see it like it leaves a bad taste in your stomach yeah, it means about tasting your mouth and everything, and you feel weird. Um, mm-hmm. But don't get me wrong, I have sat with people watched one episode one and two back to back on New Girl. They thought it was tokenism, and I completely understand because in the early stages you could see it as tokenism. Yeah, the character was replaced, not replaced. Sorry, um, uh, one character left, and another character came in, but they basically played like I said the same comedic role. And just lastly, um, it just so happens that this morning when I was on YouTube, I watched a video where um Lamar uh Lamar Morris who plays Winston, Damon Waynes Jr who plays coach um what's his name Jake Johnson who plays Nick and Max Greenfield who plays Schmidt they were they were doing this interview um and they basically spoke about how they used to do red carpets and then people would ask Lamar, Lamar who plays um Winston I'll just say his character name people will ask Winston oh so now that coach is back does that mean you're gonna go and it was, <laughs> and then it had to, it got to a case where Jake Johnson had to basically jump in and be like, hey, come on, man, this is stupid questioning. Like, you you know, you don't ask that about other characters. Um, and then Lamar started to play around with it because apparently it wasn't annoying at first, but then it became annoying. But Lamar started to play around with it where they were like, oh, so we heard that Damon Wayne Jr. is coming back to the show. What does that mean for Winston? And he'll he'll make a joke and go, well, that means that Jess is going to leave the apartment. And they would laugh and he goes, oh, what? Is it? Like, is it absurd that Jess would leave the apartment? Does it mean that what Winston has to leave the apartment? Like, So he basically played around a bit. But yeah, I guess that to the outside world, um, it, it, it can very much be seen as tokenism if it's, um, if it's not really necessarily spoken about too much. Like me speaking about it right now, probably gave a lot of people a lot of insight to the show that they didn't really know at first. But I think that's an issue in and of itself. The fact that I have to be so close to the show to say that it's not tokenism. Like and be very sure about it is kind of an issue to me, but yeah, that's it, David. Thank you. That was that. Yo, that was yo, a good cool.
2: answer. It was that case study was deep.
0: Yeah, that's a dissertation,
2: yeah. bro. Yeah.
1: You gotta yeah. you gotta type that up and share it on eBay. But um, <laughs> I like you, you, you picked up on a very important point in terms of equality. Or that I was watching a video from this guy and he was he he called it equity wherein. The characters are treated equally. They, they, Both the characters and the actors, like, they have the same res- resource available to them to explore a character, to explore a story in the same way as their white counterparts. It's not that mm. the white is the default and then they're this other thing that, that has to be portrayed in this way. And it's also the, the depth in which you get into a character because he was talking about how. You know, often white guys, usually or a lot of the times in sitcoms, especially, they're allowed to just like they, you don't. They don't need an explanation or as much explanation as a other character might need. Like yeah. they're allowed to be, but if you're adding a black or a female or a gay or a disabled person to this world now, there has to be all these reasons as to why they fit here, all these reasons as to why they'll stay here. And it's like. like mm, no, just let them be and let it be people, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. That, 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 that was some great things we covered. Uh, I hope that we've all picked up something from these case studies. Uh, and now I have a, a, a remaining question for you guys. And that is... Us. Let's talk about us. Mm,
2: let's talk about us.
1: We. Speaking French now. We. Would we... Remain in the projects that went from diversity to tokenism, and why? Start
2: with I think we should start with someone else, and have to think on this one. I'm gonna have to, I've thought about it, but yet the answer still has not come yet. So,
1: No, it's no Bill, would you like to take the
0: goblet? Um, sure. What's the question again?
1: Would we remain in the projects that went from diversity to tokenism? And why?
0: Um, I think my honest answer is yes. Um, and I feel like whatever project I'm in, especially the role that I want to pursue, would be in a position of influence. Like I'm not—I wouldn't just be a cog in the machine. I would have to be a creative force. And I feel like me being on the show means that every 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 hint of tokenism can be turned into diversity just by my very existence i feel so i would remain um but yeah like depend i think it depends also like at what point in my career i'm at um because i know that everyone everyone feels like they want to shake tables and everyone feels like oh yeah i i I wouldn't do it i'll stand up for myself Uh, The reality is man if i'm trying to get through the door man i'm not gonna lie i i would do it i would do it like i wouldn't i wouldn't sacrifice my morals or anything but i would i would just i would chill i would just be i would play my part if i'm being honest but obviously the more i get into it like i said any any position that i hold would be a position of influence so anything if it if i see a hint of tokenism i'm going to try and push it and make it a bit more diverse like explore some stories or make it feel like like what you said before that everyone is equal in terms of the type of stories that they can explore and there's no reason for explanation as to why someone has to be where they are so yeah
1: Beautiful. I
2: can tell you about that. Uh, yeah, 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 David. I can't hear you properly. Sorry. Sorry. Can you hear me? Can you that's hear me? That's better. That's better. Yes, you said that's beautiful, Phil, and that's all I heard.
1: Oh well, it was, yeah, no, it was, yeah. Well, it was a beautiful, was a beautiful answer to the question. Queen Stacey, am I coming to you? or Am I
2: coming to me? Yeah. No, no, no. You're coming, coming to me. Um, actually, not to far away from phil's answer but um i think i would leave but i would li- well that is far from phil's answer but <laughs> i would <laughs> <too> far- but <laughs> is the reason like what he or he elaborated on is um what i think may have some similarities i think i would leave if they're not open to have a conversation if they're not open to change if they're not open to include more people and if like it's something that i clearly see an issue with not to say that my voice is like the most important and they have to listen to me but i hope that the conversation that i would have with um the people that i'd work with on a project would be honest and transparent and open enough for them to understand that i'm not trying to ruin anything or like i'm not doing this just for the sake of saying it like it's something that does matter in the world And it's something that I do feel strongly about And I do feel like It could only help the project If it's included in it So um, If I feel like If I feel like They're just They're just in this For Tokenism's sake I think I would leave mm. mm-hmm.
1: Stick with it Stick with it I ain't mad at you um, Yeah I feel like For me
0: Wait sorry I, Quick I, one Quick question Quick question for Stacey Yes, yes. So you feel like you would leave even if like you're one of the main cast, at least top five names on the call sheet, you'd still leave?
2: Uh, if I think if they're not willing to listen or to, yeah, if they're not willing to listen and if the explanation that they give me isn't like valid enough for my heart to be like settled with like, oh, there's a real purpose as to what we're doing. And yeah, I would leave if I was yeah
1: one of the main five yes
2: yeah. oh interesting let's go let's go thank you for that Stacey. um
1: okay. I feel like I'm definitely in between both of your guys' answers um because I'll have to really look at the situation there it depends on where I'm at in my career it depends on what the show is it depends on what the show is doing you know it depends on it depends on a lot of things you know because if it's as phil saying like i'm top five and the sheet i have some influence then there's definitely a conversation that should be had about you know the lack of diversity i'm seeing you know that's why you're in those positions is to have those conversations when you see the wrong thing happening and if it's as stacy said and they're not looking to budge then you would have to consider leaving but then you have to think practically Man's trying to make sure that I buy my daughter this range and flipping, like, trying to move my parents to the Maldives just for the summer. It's, you know, it's all these things that you, you, you consider, but then it's like, am I selling out? Am I selling my soul? I feel like it's one of those questions that you have to really be in the moment to understand, but it's good to have a game plan before you get into that situation. So for now, my game plan is that it's definitely a conversation to be had, but uh, yeah man we're pushing for more diversity in this world everyone's pushing for it and let's hope that we get there let's uh let's, uh, let's round up for now though guys because i feel like yeah go,
0: go, 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 go.
1: Been a lot. it's been it's been dope but i feel like i want yeah. to just what i was talking about in the last episode i think we need it again here in terms of diversity is also in the amount the more shows the more diversity we're hopefully going to see. The more Black writers or gay writers or disabled writers or producers or whoever that you're hiring to create more shows, the more we will hopefully see. Um, so let's, let's pray and work towards that. But for now, guys, I think I'm just sure talking. That that's a damn answer in <laughs> One sec, one sec. Ticka, ticka,
0: ticka, 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 Yes. During this deck,
1: would you like Rafi to talk? Because it's quiet and it's a podcast. Yes.
2: <laughs> um, in terms of um, with me here I come with my kumbaya ish again. <laughs> well, guys, well, uh, I feel like Diversity and inclusion is something that is very important in the world. Um, growing up and watching people on screen, there's an intimidating, especially as I lived in an area that was majority white and I went to a school that was majority white. Like I was the only black person in my class. Whilst there was other black people in the year. I was the only black person in my class. So I was surrounded with a lot of white people. And then I come home and I see white people on my screen as well. And there's like that one black person. It makes you feel like you should be grateful. There was a sense of like, hey, at least I'm in here. At least I, you know, lucky me to be able to, you know, have these, be with, with these people. Like they're including me. And it kind of diminishes your, your self worth to an extent for me personally. And I feel like you need these things on the screen because the media or like, Yeah, the media is a representation of the world or supposed to be a representation of the world. And what you tell people when you don't include them is that they don't matter. And I don't think that's fair. And yeah, I don't think that things like that should be able to run. It's run too much for me, frankly. It's just done a bit too much. So yes, I will continue to fight for diversity and inclusion any way I can. And even when it's hard, like there's something about things that, make me uncomfortable that I really can't be in and I think in a project where my heart is like (laughs) uncomfortable with it like I can be very professional but bro like the taste that would leave in my mouth could be dire to my to like future projects like I don't and that's something that I'd probably have to work on like blocking sometimes or maybe it's something that has been put inside of me or something that is inside of me so can elicit me to move to make change more but yeah, that's me guys That's me Phil, you back with us You back with us
0: I'm, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here Beautiful Alright, so I was going to say uh, Two points here One Right now I care more about diversity Behind the camera Than in front of the camera
2: I hear Because that.
0: I, hear that. I feel like And, and it kind of leads into my second point I feel like The media content we have right now Is already diverse I think it's m- more than diverse I think everyone's getting their voice I think the issue Is The how we treat diverse content the in terms of the market and money that's behind all of these things that's where the issue is because if you want to see diversity there's shows for everyone Let's, i mean i feel like anyone who thinks there isn't is probably lying to themselves there's shows for everyone like there's whole sections on um netflix and categories for like lgbtq films there's a category just for lesbian films there's there's stuff like I mean, they were doing black films um i think it was during during the black lives matter movement this summer like they're doing just black the black films or black lives matter films or blm content like there's 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 stuff out there for people like if you want to see religious content there's religious content there's there's stuff everywhere it's just that we're not including or focusing on i feel like we're, we're choosing to focus um on the mainstream too much if that makes sense like i feel like we give it way too much power and then we're we're concerned when um we're not seeing what we want but we gave them all the power like if we were watching stuff that wasn't so mainstream or being pushed on billboards and everyone was watching that the mainstream have to pay attention but the bottom bottom line is everyone's still watching well a lot of people are still watching the same stuff they're still complaining but they're still watching the same stuff and then they're screaming for diversity but it's like well why would they why would these corporate people want to be more diverse if they still see they're getting numbers so ultimately i care more about diversity behind the camera because it's like the more the more people we have behind the camera in in terms of like executive position producer positions we're going to see a lot more stuff in general if that makes sense that's diverse in terms of storylines and everything or just like normality of inclusion and everything because yeah you won't feel like you won't feel like oh yeah this tv this tv channel is doing one black person in one black person out at a time because there's, there's enough black people here So I feel like that's where the focus should be. You don't have to be an actor. You don't have to be a director or a producer. You can be so many other things. You can be a DOP. We need more DOPs that know how to light black skin. That's a fact. Like, I feel like we need that more than we need more black shows on BBC, if I'm being honest. Because when I see a black person on on some shows, I'm like, man, they look mad shiny. Why? Do you know what I mean? Because they don't know how to light black skin. So yeah, that's what I would round up and saying. I feel like diversity behind the camera is far
2: more important
1: everyone's been spitting bars we've been talking for time so we gotta go thank you guys and join us next time on the making thank
2: it y'all
1: cats
0: thank you guys Bye. Bye.